welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo, man, I'm back. Hey, there you are. Miss hey, you. Hey, I missed you too. We missed you a long time. Oh, wow, that seems creepy. It is a little creepy. Mm. A lot of been going on in the Just NFL world. The way I like it. Mm. Uh huh. Wait, what? Mm. NFL. You oh. know that thing that we talk about. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, on a weekly basis. A lot of things going on. If Just, you show up, that is um, just yeah. just the way I like it. So, um, a lot of news in the NFL. We're only we only have one more podcast to do before we start talking live action news. I know, man. Uh, the regular season is literally right around the corner. Are you excited? Uh, very. Oh, I'm so excited! Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to plop down on my couch on Sundays gain weight and just watch football all day long cry a little when the browns play but besides that watch real football all day long yeah it's gonna be crying a lot this year is gonna be terrible it's gonna be rough for us browns fans. Hey, we win like a couple games and that's why we turn our attention to fantasy football where we can control always become winners and can we yes. control our own fate how's your team do the browns they're terrible but listen i do fantastically exactly. terrific at fantasy football so, let's get in some news, because today we are talking, before we talk about news, we're talking fantasy football sleepers. You mean after we talk news, that's what we're talking. Why are you messing me up, man? Why are you messing me up, man? I don't know. I'm trying to like read a text message and do this at the same time. Oh, all right. Yeah, as soon as we get done through this news, we're going to talk some sleepers. Yeah, so we're going to talk some news, and we're going to talk... Sleepers. Yeah. Hashtag sleep fame. Whoa. I need to sleep. Um, so there's a lot of big news, even some news today, but the first big news is Tony Romo. Can you believe it? Yes. He's here. He's back. He's hurt again. Yeah. I mean, um, as a guy that owns Tony Romo in two leagues, yes, I can believe it. Unfortunately, Cliff this is Averill kind of, owns Tony Romo too. Yeah, this is like, uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, this is kind of one of those things where it's starting to become a reoccurring thing, and you really, as where where I thought that you maybe were going to be able to rely on him, I guess this is kind of the end of the road for Tony Romo as a guy that you can count on as a as a QB for your team. So yeah, it's a real. I mean, it's a possibility that Dak Prescott could take this job and never give it back. That's a real possibility. Um, the way that um obviously preseason games aren't really game plan for so it, it kind of is very vanilla defense and stuff like that but Dak Prescott has looked great in the preseason which doesn't mean a lot but it hey, doesn't always go on it doesn't always translate but yeah it's better than him looking like crap in the preseason against all this vanilla stuff that offensive line will help right. Ezekiel Elliott will help and of course Des Bryant somebody just throw the ball up to is going to help exactly. Dak Prescott yeah. and that's that's what you need as a rookie to right. help us with confidences alone um as far as Tony Romo goes, again, injuries, when you get to this age that he's at, which is our age, which is old in the NFL world, it, it doesn't stop. And with him, it clearly no. doesn't stop. I mean, when he came out of his mom's womb, he was like the Christmas story. His, he came out with the word fragile <laughs> stamped on his forehead. Ooh, must be Italian. Or his buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it, he's, he's definitely gotten to that point where you can't rely on him. Um, but Dude for, broke his back. Yeah, and all he did was like really kind of just jump on him, and it ended up being a compression fracture. So the guy like kind of com- like Squashed I heard a breakdown. I heard a breakdown of it, and the guy basically compressed his whole spine down 
when he jumped on his back, and that's what snapped the one little uh, bone in his back. A little vertebrae, actually. Yeah, so it's it's down way down in his lower back. It's his L1, so it's like five vertebrae up from the bottom. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough little injury. He he, It's one of those things where he'll look good, you know, in, in about three weeks once that bone kind of heals, but he, you never know how much he's going to be able to actually take and how long it's going to actually take to get ready for football again yeah so, back injuries are bad news right. man once you hurt yeah. your back it's kind of hard to come back from yep. the back. I mean, right and he's already had like a disc procedure and stuff like that so this is this is no good man um peace out tony romo and all your fancy value with it all right so he's gonna get hurt again absolutely i agree with that this is kind of going to be the end of his career type of thing yeah. he's aaron foster of quarterback he may i mean he may very well come back this year but yes it's going to be an ongoing thing for him every time he gets hit people are going to expect the worst even if you know, even if it doesn't happen, but for me, um, the bigger question is, what does this do for the, his other fantasy assets around him? I guess I don't think it eyes. really. I mean, obviously, it hurts a little bit, but I mean, what assets are we really talking about? There's Des Bryant, right, and that's it. Well, Jason Witten, I think people or some people are relying. I on I think him. he's kind of lost his like you know something that you could put in your lineup and really consider like a starter and be and want to win in that aspect of it. Like he's not going to help you get over the edge where you need to be. He's something you could throw in there. I think he's more of a tight end too. He's um, not going to win you a championship anymore, but he could be a piece if if you have enough good pieces around him. Yeah, and I think maybe for D- Dak Prescott, he might be like a safety valve. So maybe he does get a little boost this year. I think it hurts Des Bryant slightly um, just because you have a rookie quarterback down there. He's going to make mistakes. And then I think it gives Zeke Elliott a big boost because now they're going to have to rely on him to win football games. They're going to have to op- they're gonna have to run the crap out of the ball. We can totally expect over 300 carries for this guy. Right. He has a very good chance this year to finish his running back one in all of fantasy football. I, I, I actually ended up uh, watching a replay of like, a, it was probably about the first half of that game. So it was when Zeke was in there a lot and the guy looked amazing. He looked every bit of what I saw in the college tape. And what I really liked is, when Cam Chancellor tried to come down and pound oh, on this guy, didn't even pu- didn't push him back at all. Did not push him back. He the guy's falling forward. He Cam Chancellor came in a second time for a big blow on the guy, and all he did was basically do a spin move and glanced off of him, and and kept going forward. And he, you know f- to have a guy that's there to be an enforcer like Cam Chancellor and kind of just take his best shots and and keep on rolling and that and and push he, him back and basically push him back yeah and, and and just you know go on about your business that says a lot to me about ezekiel not that i needed that but it's good to see it on the nfl level it's everything well. yeah, exactly you never know until they put on the nfl pads right. and this is again this is why i've been preaching all summer that he was my number one overall dynasty running back before right. he ever took it i said this three months ago i was like you can make a case for it and i'll argue that Zeke Elliott is the number one dynasty running back before he ever takes a snap in the NFL. And a lot of people are like, well, you can't do that. I'm like, I do whatever I want, buddy. Mm-hmm, right. I'm my this, own man's this, man. This okay? is my show. <laughs> this is my show. So, and again, I just think he, again, you're splitting hairs. It's like taking Julio and Antonio Brown. You're splitting hairs. Right. But for me, I'm taking the younger guy. I'm taking a guy who I believe in, and I'm taking the guy who catches footballs as well, and I'm taking Zeke Elliott, number one overall. The guy doesn't get suspended, and the guy that does catch footballs – um, did did was, you, on a side note, did you happen to see the awesome block that he laid on the on the play? The blitz, that, the blitz pickup. Yeah, he upended the guy. He had I mean, two of them. Yeah, he did it twice actually. Yeah, it was amazing. So I mean, he's got that aspect. Complete of the, back. Yeah, he's got that aspect of the game as well. Yeah. So it's it's. They don't really, give you fantasy points for that, but it's good to see because it keeps you on the field. I was gonna say, yeah, all three downs. You don't get points per se for that, but you do get more points because you're on the field more. Yeah, so. and, and again, like we've been saying this, and it was kind of off topic about how the 17 class coming in is really going to change the whole 
framework of these dynasty rankings for running backs, and a lot of guys are going to be getting pushed back. Uh, and Zeke's still going to be at the top. And Leonard Fournette's going to join this. Dalvin Cook's going to join it. It's going to be a really strong class coming in. So guys like Le'Veon Bell, even though Le'Veon Bell is an absolute stud with everything ho- hanging over his head, it's a guy you still might want to try and get out of after he comes back and he beasts after his suspension's over and he has a really great year. Right. If you can get like a really good high 17 first and a player back, now might be the time for that because I feel like the running back dynamics are going to change again. We still know where Le'Veon Bell is going to go in free agency if he doesn't resign in Pittsburgh. And, again, it's a young man's game when it comes to running back. Absolutely. Uh, another guy got hurt today. Um, okay, so this was kind of a tough weekend for uh, both my teams because I actually had Tony Romo and Teddy Bridgewater as quarterbacks on these teams. Luckily, I have other guys as well. But, um, yeah, so Teddy shredded his knee basically today. He did. Um, it was his ACL. It sounded like he dislocated his knee, which was his ACL yeah. and then other multiple structural issues no nerve damage you're saying which is great no no nerve or ar- artillery or whatever artery artillery of, yeah artery damage coming uh, out shooting with that knee <laughs> um so that is both both of those are really good news for he's the, obviously for gonna the miss recovery. 2016 yeah he's done uh yep. kind of hurts stefan Diggs a little bit yes that's what now I was, sean hill is coming in there that's that's this is no good for anybody that's catching passes i mean you know obviously laquan trouble was a rookie so th- there weren't like super high expectations for him anyway from a fantasy standpoint, but this almost like wipes him out. Like wipes, he, wipes him. and Stephon Diggs has looked really good this preseason as well. He definitely and I, he could have been. Now he's not a sleeper, so he's not gonna be on our list of sleepers of the ten guys we have here. Right, but he's somebody that I expected to come in and have a really good year. Not saying he's not gonna have a good year this year, but at the same time, Sean Hill, he's he stinks. Child, please. Yeah, I mean that guy's terrible. If they don't make a move, I mean, who knows? Even between now and tomorrow, they may have made a move for a quarterback. For all we know, when this when the podcast they can move for Josh McCown actually comes out, yeah. Um, so I mean, could, you that, know, Mister, I won't stand for the national anthem. Colin Kaepernick might be available. See, I mean, I don't, I don't care to even get into any of that, to be honest. But I mean, say he stood for the national anthem last week. I mean, don't you think Minnesota would be much more inclined to go trade for him? Probably. Probably, but now that he did that, he might have shot himself in the foot because nobody wants to take on that PR, that bad PR, that PR yeah. nightmare. So um, I don't think that one's going to happen, to be honest. Um, it's just funny to me, a guy who I always think should sit on the bench is sitting on the bench. It makes you feel good. And this has nothing to do with the National Anthem, but I, it, I, feel, I don't feel good about somebody not being – like I don't ever want anybody to get hurt, and I don't ever talk about people like, oh, this guy sucks. Like I have anything against them personally. It's just – I just look at him from fantasy relevance. Right. And I've been preaching for two years, even under he signed that big country, that Colin, Colin Kaepernick's a terrible quarterback, and now the rest of the world's like, oh, Colin Kaepernick's a terrible right. quarterback. And I'm like, I've been saying that for years. He's had, he's had no – I mean, he had like one or two years where his accuracy was halfway decent. But other than that, he's been erratic his whole career. Yeah, it's just big arm. Right. I mean, tons of those quarterbacks have big arms. That's why we say I want my quarterback to be really smart and be accurate. That's it. That's all I want, that's all I want to be really smart and accurate. Right. I don't need somebody to throw 20 yards down the field. And Colin Kaepernick has a big arm. But he's not very accurate. It makes right. bad decisions out there. So Teddy B sucks. I know you and I are both big Teddy B supporters, but he's out for 2016. Big boost again to Adrian Peterson. Maybe Jarek McKinnon can somehow be like a sleeper in here because they're going to have to rely on the run game so much heavily this year and kind of trying to save AP definitely early in the season. McKinnon's probably going to get us. We've already heard the rumors of him getting a big boost on third downs. Right. So Jarek McKinnon might be an actual fantasy asset this year on third down plays alone definitely early in the season which is where we're really starting to gather our wins here early in the season he might be utilized to keep because they know they're going to need adrian peterson to 
make any kind of run. And remember, if Adrian Peterson can take Christian Ponder to the playoffs, he can certainly take Sean Hill to the playoffs. We all know that Christian Ponder was a super turd. So, yeah, AP, AP is that good. So our next guy kind of had something. I guess there was two injuries, two similar injuries to, to two separate guys here. We didn't really write down the second one, so I was just going to mention, with along with Ben Watson, that Brandon Oliver also popped an Achilles. Yeah, he's out too. Yeah. Brandon Oliver signed, then he's hurt. Ben Watson, first play, yeah, tears his Achilles out for the year. What? He's like, God bless the Saints organization. They got me $7 million. It's fully paid. <laughs> exactly. I don't even... I pop my Achilles. You know, I'm still getting paid. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't. You know that he, that's not really his attitude. I know that. But, is, yes, I do know that. Ben Watson got a. He's a. Seems like a great dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be a little funny here. Did you by any chance see the Brandon Oliver? No. Achilles. Oh, they had like slow mo gifs of. Uh, there was a shot directly of his of his Achilles popping. Was it was it like Icarus and shooting down at like uh you know uh yes what's his face uh huh it was it was. It was crazy, man. Like it was, it was a slow motion shot. The guy just starts to plant his foot, and then boing! Like it just you shot up. It? it shot up like a rubber band. You oh. see his whole calf muscle jiggling and stuff. Yeah. Grossing me out, man. Yeah. Oh, it's, j- it's jiggling. Yeah, the calf muscle jiggled up oh. and down. Yeah, Bill Cosby's getting turned down over there. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why are we bringing him? <laughs> so yeah, so Ben Watson out for the year. Max Williams is banged up. So guess who just thought. You thought he was gone. You thought he was buried, but you can't hold the rocket down. No. Crockett the rocket is back. Crockett Gilmore. Crockett Gilmore. He's going to be leading the way there at the beginning of the season. Again, somebody who might be potentially a little sleeper. Now, I still like Max Williams. He's going to be back soon. He's going to come in here and make a difference as well. But Crockett the Gilmore had like a couple weeks span there where he, we, he at least earned a nickname. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And if none of those guys do end up, you know, um, settling into the position, don't forget that they don't sleep on Darren Waller. He suspended the first few games for a PED. Uh, former wide receiver that so, they moved to Yeah, tight end. former wide receiver that they turned to a tight end. So. And it is crazy, too, that we said, hey, these guys have 50 tight ends. Right. And now they're down to just two <laughs> tight ends. Yeah, it is, it is weird like that. So, yeah, um, Crockett the Rocket does get a bump here. Absolutely. Definitely with the, the banged-up receiving core as well. Crockett might be able to score you some fantasy points week one. So if you're desperate, say you have an injury at tight end or you just need something to fill in there, you can play Crockett Gilmore week one. Is he is he making a sleeper list? No, because he's already a stud. You don't put you don't put studs on the sleeper right. list. Everyone knows the Rocket. Yes, everybody knows Crockett the Rocket. If you don't, you lo- you don't listen to the podcast enough. You need to go back and listen to all our old episodes as well. Yes. Um. So moving on, Deion Lewis as no shock to all is on the pup list. Yeah, he's on the pup list officially. Um. Obviously, he hasn't played at all. You know, there was some optimism i think during like otas and stuff like that that he'd be able to come off the list and 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 practice a little bit during training camp but it never really happened yeah so. the grapevine news it was all it, this was clear as day he was missing six right and honestly he's on the six week he's he must miss and there's rumors out there he might miss eight weeks right he might he might um, not even come off of the pup list basically. and the guy taking his place is on our sleeper list so right. we'll save that right <laughs> no names please Keep it down that's called the teaser so dan lewis again dan lewis's <laughs> n- biggest knock has been injuries always has been you know even when he came back he was on our he was actually on our sleeper list last year no, right, no, it was right. on our sleeper list but he we we told everybody go pick Deion lewis so. right, right he was definitely a guy that we we were you know telling people to go out yeah, get the waiver wire it's probably man. one of the biggest accolades we got from all the people that right. want like hey thank you for giving us Deion lewis and we're like hey you're welcome now pick up crack <laughs> um 
So Dan Lewis is out. Mm-hmm. Another guy who's out for the year. Another running. I gotta say running. Running back. back? Everybody complains to say running. I don't add the G to the end. Oh, all right. I get okay. on Twitter all the time. Like, why do you say running back? Well, get the peanut butter out of your mouth, and you'll be able to see those G's. I have a speech impediment. I'm sorry. That's all right, it's dude. My, it's, my, it's my Cleveland slang. Yeah, we do We do have an accent. I guess so. I don't know. Everybody sounds the same to me. Um, so, yeah, um, Keith Marshall, the rookie, the seventh-round pick that everyone was kind of hyping up there for a while, um, basically came in and looked like crap anyway, mm-hmm. and then hurt his elbow. It was supposed to be a three-week injury, and they throw him on IR. So, to me, this screams of, hey, this dude wasn't going to make the team. And let's stash him. Let's stash him on IR because we don't even want him, basically. Oh, what a surprise. Another rookie out of this class is terrible. Yeah. I, big yeah, shock, right? Yeah, real big it's, shock. It's At Dynasty Nerd, Mike was uh, texting me saying he's like, he, he had like a rookie draft, I guess. He, he was like, texting me as well. That's kind of funny. Late round guys. And he's like, man, this draft class is so bad. I'm like, it's terrible, man. That's weird because I had the exact same text exchange with him i but i told him that this draft class was bad yeah huh? it's just terrible he was asking me somebody and it was like the fourth round or something i was like yeah i don't know he's man. like give me a fourth round sleeper i'm like steven anderson uh tight end carolina yeah. he's like okay yeah it, and it was i was like he gave me two options two guys i'm like they're, they're both terrible I, no I, it was alex collins or uh right right he gave me the he was he was must have been texting both of us because i i was like or josh ferguson I'm yeah. like, they're both ter- look terrible i was like collins because he's a better running back like he's more talented i think yeah I um, think even though be. Ferguson has a better situation, that's I what like, I said. Was I was like, like just, thing. I was like, just go with Collins. And then I wrote to him, I was like, man, this draft guy class blows. Yeah. And he was like, no doubt. So no that's weird so. that we both had the same exact conversation with him. He's obviously digging deep. Yeah, he calling definitely. professionals, ex- texting. Exactly. Well, once you just get back on the podcast, you don't know who's who to pick <laughs> up. Nerd. Um, another guy hits IR. This now this guy had a little hype train moving on. This guy definitely had a hype train. A lot of people were, you know, big on this guy coming out of San Francisco. Um, Bruce Ellington pulled his hamstring apparently so bad. Seems pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, he must have really pulled it to get to get IR. Or it was another one of these guys that they don't really like the fit, and they're just like a small guy. Bruce Ellington had some hype coming in. People like, "Ooh, Bruce Ellington in San Fran." You're like, "Oh, you have Blaine Gabbard as your quarterback. That could be a problem right right there." Exactly. You know, Torrey Smith has his an uphill battle as as it is. Bruce, well. Bruce Ellington's on AR, so if you thought Bruce Ellington was going to do anything, he's going to do what we thought he was going to do, and that is... Which is nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Exactly. How many many fantasy points is he going to score this year? Same amount as me. Zero point zero. Yep. Uh, Another guy who's not hurt anymore. John Brown. The head's clear. Right, yeah. I mean, that was kind of a big-time concern. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter kind of freaking out about John Brown not getting cleared. Um, initially, and then finally today he got cleared. So that's big. Big John news. Brown fan. Always have been since out of Pittsburgh State out there, and I think he's going to do good things this year. He scored over 1,000 yards last year. It, he did. Brown. He did. Here's the deal, though. I mean, I can see why people would be nervous because it's not like it doesn't matter how big or how tough you are with these concussion-type like cases. Me. Right, like you. Like if you got hit in the head and it was concussion, you might still have to retire. That's true. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Wait, matter. Like you retire, know? like I don't have to work anymore. Yeah. Do you? Want, oh, please hit me in do the head. Do you want me to crack oh, you over please, the head? Please, please. I hate work so much. <laughs> please come over here and kick me in the head. I need disability. I wish I could, man. Sorry. Okay. Um. But anyway, but that's I could see where there's concern because there's no there's no real way to tell how serious a thing is and if they linger. 
like, that's always the worst. Like, that's like the news. next guy is, you know, um, I'll just move on to the next guy, Ladarius Green. Everyone, there was a lot of rumors that he was still suffering concussion-like syndromes, and you know, there was a lot of denial from the Steelers and from him. But oh, no, it's just my ankle hurts. Right. All of a sudden, he's on the puff list for a supposed ankle. You know, you know, you just never know. This guy could end up retiring mid-season or something, and and he's gone forever. And I don't have a good feeling about him ever being an asset to anybody ever again. Neither do I. And, I think he's done. And that's just, I mean, that's probably how the people that are hearing this John Brown stuff earlier in the week when he wasn't cleared, that's probably how they were starting to feel. Like, oh, crap, is this guy going to up and retire on me? Yeah, I mean, if you can flip Ladarius Green for a cheap Texas Roadhouse gift card, do it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I honestly. I mean, honestly, Texas Roadhouse has the best side sell in the game, so that's what you want to do. If you just get the side salad, you're good. I promise you. Take Take my word from it. Okay. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that will always make me laugh. Right. Yeah, so Ladarius Green down. Down on the he like, is. In, like down into the garbage disposal where you're like just you know getting rid of it forever. All right. So long, friend. John Brown, back up. Back up. John Brown, my poor man's Antonio Brown, who I think in twenty eighteen will be a very high end wide receiver too. I agree. Um, just a couple of little side notes. Um, one that we, we talked about pre-show and then another one that I just wanted to mention. Um, David Cobb got waived. Who? Exactly. David Cobb? David Cobb, the Tennessee Titans 2015 draft pick. Not too long. Yeah, just last year, it right? Was just last like, Ooh, year. I like David Cobb, yeah. It turns out he's hey, terrible. Guess, guess who this is, right? Hey, 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 Dave, 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 before you start the car, wait for me. Who's Wait that? for me. Wait. Who, who are you? Bishop Renke? Bishop hey, Renke? Bishop Renke? Hey, oh. <laughs> Bishop Renke. Wait, wait, David, David. Maybe we get a job at Burger King together. <laughs> Hold up, man. Bishop Renke, you know you can't flip burgers. <laughs> so, You're terrible at everything you do, just so, like me. So, yeah, we'd expect we'd expect to see that move coming down pretty soon as well. Yeah, so if you, and I swear, I saw a David Cobb Twitter question, I swear, like, within the last seven days, and I, I, I looked at him, like, and I just, whatever the answer was, it was not David Cobb. I'm like, people were asking about him. So if you have David Cobb on your roster and you have a 106-man roster, it's safe to cut David Cobb. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. Maybe grab one of these sleepers. He just can't move. He's really slow and lethargic and Mm -hmm. just not a very good running back. Kind of like Bishop Ranky, right? Uh, Bishop Ranky's got a little bit of skills. He can catch the ball and stuff like that. I can't even defend that guy anymore. He's tough. Deuces. Um, But anyway, my other side note was um Doriel Green Beckham got traded. I wasn't here for that um to comment at all. So as a Doriel Green Beckham owner, I'm pretty excited that he is out of that hellhole called Tennessee where the coach hated him clearly and clearly did not him. want to use him at all. Mm. And then to see him in the first game, you know, in a Philadelphia uniform get a jump ball in the end zone where they actually included him in the red zone, crazy as that would be for a six foot five wide receiver to get a ball tossed up to him. That in should the be end his zone. number one place. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's good news. I don't think it's like, I'm not like throwing a party or anything because he's got a lot to probably catch up on and learn. So I'm not expecting much out of the beginning of this season, but this is almost like a redo for long term ro- value. This is him. almost like a redo for his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to have probably the first six games where he's just learning the plays. Yeah, so he's his stock is still holding. I, it's it, obviously it's a little bit concerning to get traded. It's a little bit there's still some downside, but for him talent wise, it doesn't change anything. We know he's he's always been a project 
Like I said last week when you weren't here, I said it really hurts Nelson Algalore, who's been I think so. Just been pedestrian. Is seeing his stock just plummet yeah. whatsoever. And J Matt is still yeah. high up. Um I've been pre-, pre and I know this has nothing to do with it as well, but obviously I do a redraft show uh in ESPN Cleveland and I write for some redraft magazines and Jordan Matthews, who finishes wide receiver seventeen last year, which is a pretty high end wide receiver too. Right. I mean, I feel like he's like the best. I mean, he's not going to make a sleeper list by any means, but no. for your redraft leagues, I mean, you're, that's a guy you can get in like your fourth or fifth round, who was a high end wide receiver too. I mean, that's gross. I feel like people are really undervalued. I mean, that's a guy who we loved and we preached his rookie year coming out of Vanderbilt, and right. he did really good things last year, and he's only going to improve. Uh, and Sam Bradford, who could possibly maybe be a sleeper quarterback this year with Doug Peterson in his offense there as well. I think uh, Jordan, Jordan Matthews is going to take another step this year and at the bare minimum repeat those high like wide receiver 17, 17, you know, 16 numbers, which is a high on wide receiver too. Right, right. Some some shares that I would try to acquire uh, now where his stock is still high, but I feel like you can get Jordan Matthews. Definitely be trying to throw in like, 2017 first round pick and something else. He hasn't reached untouchable status at all. Exactly. And I feel like he's going to be there eventually. Right. Um, so the, yeah, that was an, I, you, you kind of piqued my interest with the Doug Peterson thing. I think I, one last note on the Doral Green Beckham thing. He went from a coach in Mike Malarkey, who is kind of like a my way or the highway type of guy to Doug Peterson, who is, um, from what I've heard, a more player friendly type of guy. And that might have been exactly what the guy needed because obviously he wasn't jiving well at all with Mike Malarkey. And, I mean, you and I didn't really talk about it much on the show, but I I remember having some conversations off show about how Mike Malarkey was just kind of mishandling that whole thing, in our opinion. And and I really think Doug Peterson is going to be a good coach to get the talent out of DGB. So hopefully this is a great long-term move for Doro Green Beckham. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's terrible. It's just he's a guy like you don't trade him. If you have him, you don't trade him. His value's too low, and the upside's still there with Doro Green Beckham. Right. We'll know more in 2017. I agree. But I think if if we, I think by the end of this year, we'll know. I think towards the latter end of this season, we'll know if it's going well in, okay. in Philly. So uh, let's get into some sleepers here. Before we do, again, I, it's like I did last week. I told these guys i give them a shout-out again on uh, our podcast, MyFantasyLeague.com. If you're going to host uh, a fantasy league, make sure you go to MyFantasyLeague.com. That's it for Dynasty Leagues. They are the best. I get, I get questioned all the time, like, where do I host my Dynasty site? It's MyFantasyLeague.com. Right. They're and not it, even paying us to say it. Just I like to pimp them that much because they help us out, like, with September Madness and all that. So Right. Um, and then also with League Safe, they gave us a promo to work as well, obviously, if you play Dynasty Leagues with people across the country, you need, you need to hold your money somewhere. LeagueSafe.com backslash Dynasty Nerds, and you're going to get like some money back off your league, which is sweet because they're giving you money yeah. just by listening to the podcast. So I just want to throw out there. Now let's get into the 27 minutes later. Let's get into the topic of the show, the reason everybody tuned in. Ooh. Who are your sleepers? Because, you know, everybody loves sleepers. I love sleeping. Oh, I don't even do that anymore. Uh, me neither, but I love sleepers as well. Um, so let's get in here with a couple of receivers that we have first. All right. First guy on, on the list here mm-hmm. that I have on here is Chris Hogan. Right. We've mentioned his names multiple times here in the preseason and throughout the year, and I've kind of hinted that, hey, he's going to be a sleeper this year. 
Well, guess what? He made the sleeper episode. He's my official sleeper. This is a guy that just caught five of his six targets in this preseason game for 62 yards. And guess what? He caught a touchdown, too. I mean, the, um, he's obviously going to be, in my in my opinion, he's going to be a big part of their offense. Um, this is basically a hand-picked guy from that Bill Belichick. And we, we've mentioned it before. He, he, um, when, they, when they traded for him, we mentioned, hey, if Bill Belichick trades for you, he likes you. He's a guy that's it's within the own it's within his own division, and they didn't trade for him, but he you know it was a it was restricted yeah. free agent, so he that's went not after him. For him. You're right, right, right. But um, still, they still signed. You're right. He went after him though. So the last the last guy within his division that he went after like that was Wes Welker, and he did have to trade for Wes Welker. He, he gave up like a second pretty, round, pick. yeah, second round pick, a pretty decent pick. So, um, I think the guy knows exactly what he's looking for in a wide receiver when he sees it. I know that he's not very good at drafting wide receivers. He hasn't had much success in that area. Terrible. Um, but when he sees it, when, when, when he's able to see a guy in the NFL do it, he seems to to really, really, you know, know that that guy's going to fit, and he seems to fit perfect already. He's got the size that we've been looking for the Patriots. You know, with Mitchell right. out, with you know Aaron Dobson being invisible. Uh, we still have Julian Edelman, but Julian Edelman plays his role as a smaller receiver, and he's very feisty and fun to watch. But Chris Hogan, 6'1", 210, he has the size to be the outside receiver in the New England offense. And with Tom Brady, just like we saw in this preseason game, he's going to be dropping bombs to him. Right. He's going to end up in the end zone. I think Chris Hogan has a really good chance to finish as a high-end wide receiver two, potentially even higher than that, and break into that wide receiver two category well aaron dobson i think is on the way out also they i, I saw the trade bait they're looking to, they're, they're looking to trade him which means when they, when they don't find somebody they're gonna cut yeah him. how many how many people did you see the other day that said hey they're looking to trade this player looking to trade this player and then, and they're, gone. Just, and then they're gone as soon as you hear they're center, looking to be traded yeah, center from the vikings john sullivan, sullivan yeah deuces yeah peace he's out yeah. today um, hey we're looking to trade you should i start packing right yeah, that, that's what, same thing with you. mark sanchez they're trying to get they're trying to trade him he'll be gone oh but we butt fumbles out his right. way out anyway <laughs> exactly pick up trevor simeon off your way for it but it doesn't even matter I'm not even jumping on this Trevor Simeon bandwagon because Paxton Lynch is going to be the starter after like week three or four. It's it's probably going to be relatively early. Yeah, I mean as long I mean, but as long as they're winning, who knows? Because their defense is so good that he, they might just ride him out for as long as they can. Maybe. So as long as as Simeon's not doing terrible, he's probably going to be the starter. So if you listen to the podcast, you kind of know Chris Hogan's kind of somebody that we've been talking about, anyways, mm-hmm. and we've already told you multiple times to pick this guy up. He's worth a grab. He's worth a hold when he originally got signed by New England. And now it's looking like, hey, maybe this is somebody you should kind of trade for. Um, again, like if you can get away with giving, it's, it's funny, uh, me and Dynasty Tommy, we worked together today for a long time, and we were talking about the show tonight and sleepers and guys that we like and how I was telling them, like, you know, next year, everybody's trying to acquire these 17 first, but you should really be trying to throughout this season because it's still going to be hard to acquire seven, 2017 first, even in season. That's how valuable they right. are. Because we were going through a 2017 mock draft, and there were seven, there's nine dynasty assets, tight ends, receivers, and uh, running backs taken in the first round of the NFL draft. In this mock, it was just like Walter Football's mock, right? That's nine players just in the first round of the NFL of draft. The N- of the NFL draft. Mock draft, yeah. 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 That's how coveted it is. And right now, those are still be hard to get by. So 17 draft picks in the second round are what you really want to try to obtain in this year's draft because they're going to hold first-round value of this year's draft class. So if you can start dumping off some older players and acquire second-round picks, even if it's a third-round pick, that's what you can do. 
And I'd feel pretty comfortable right now if I had to, to try and give up a 17 third, which is valuable. I'm not saying it's valuable for somebody like Chris Hogan, who can come in here. who's only entering his fourth year. So he's really starting to come into his own here in NFL with new England. Somebody that might be able to help you win a championship. If you win, you're thin at receiver. I have no problem getting a third round pick in 17 for this guy right now. Or, uh, neither do I, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm on totally on board with that. And I was lucky enough in a league that I needed wide receiver help. I, I was lucky enough to get him off the waivers. So, I mean, it depends on how active. I'm sure by now he's been picked up, but hopefully you were able to. You never know. Yeah, hopefully you were able to because we were telling you like about two months ago to pick him up. Hopefully you were able to already have picked him up. And, and if he is, if we saw that he was just picked up the waiver wire recently, maybe you didn't have to give up that 17 third. Maybe you can give up an app, like an, a guy on. Maybe you could pull the NFL news. Hey, we're looking to trade, you know, play David Cobb over here. <laughs> oh, God. And make a move. But I definitely recommend getting Chris Hogan. He is on my sleepers list. I feel confident about him. I think he's going to be able to contribute this year. I think he's going to help you win some fantasy games. All right. Number two on the list is? Um, it depends on which list we're going on. But um, I'm just going to jump down to uh, stay on the New England side of the ball here and go okay. James White. Yeah. Um, this, uh, I mean, obviously, with the Dion Lewis news coming down right now, this is a guy that's going to, for sure, be a huge part of the passing game early on in the season. For sure. And he's, I mean, he really has come on um, in the past few games here as a guy that, that looks like they, that can be relied on as part of the passing game, for sure. And in New England in particular, they're just, it seems like they don't have anything settled at the running back position. So James White has a really, really good shot at coming in and um, carving out a role. Basically. Yeah, like LeGarrette Blunt's not like a dynasty sleeper, but he falls in that sleeper category as well because he's, he's running back here. But James White, everything you're looking at of deep for Deion Lewis, right. James White is going to provide some sort of that fantasy value. And Deion, Deion Lewis was valued as like a low-end running back one in some people's eyes, as high as like in redraft leagues, like running back 12, right, right around there. So now you're going to get the same value for somebody that, who's just completely underappreciated, and that's James White in New England. He is going to be the third down back. The third down back in New England is utilized, and he's gonna he's gonna score some points. He's a young guy. This is obviously PPR sleeper only, though, right? Yes. I mean, oh, this yeah. guy's gonna have no read. I mean, no uh, new standard league type of. No, stuff. he's small. He's thick. He weighs two hundred five, but he's he's just not a good in between the tackles runner. No, he's not at all. Um, but for being third down, he's gonna hold PPR value, which is what Deion. That's what Deion Lewis's value was right. catching passes. Now Deion Lewis is more uh, explosive. He's got a little bit more lateral lateral agility. Than and and they could White. use him in the running game a lot more than they can with, with White. But I still like White's outlook for the season here. Yeah, I agree Especially completely. early on. I mean, this is a guy that caught 40 balls last year. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was in lieu of the Deion Lewis weeks that we had really strong here. So those can double. So if you can imagine, if he can catch 25 more balls, another 30 balls, we're talking 65, 70 catches from a guy that was averaging 29.3 yards per game. So this is a guy that can get you anywhere from seven to ten points per game. That's without scoring a touchdown. And again, for your running back too, if he's getting you ten points a game, once you hit those double-digit numbers, which he should be able to do if he gets that extra, you know, two three catches a game. Now he's somebody that's going to hold value there as a running back too. Potentially, he's on our sleeper list. And something uh, that you can get in there and actually start on a week to week basis. And unfortunately, I don't really like the Deion Lewis news. I mean, I don't like the fact that it's taking longer than it should basically for this knee to recover. So I'm a little bit nervous even as his 
you know, he's just on the pup, which means he's eligible to come back after week six, but I'm just not sure if that's really going to happen. Yeah, and you got to remember about Deion Lewis is not only did he come back last year and he was on our sleeper list because he's coming back, but prior to that, he didn't play football because of his other injury. He was out of the league for a year. Right. This is a guy that gets hurt, and he get when he once he gets hurt, he's out for a while. Yeah, unfortunately, not good news. Right. Um, another guy on the list here we have is Eli Rogers. Hmm. This is a guy that we've mentioned. Um, undrafted guy. I know I mentioned him last year, uh, not last year, but last week last I mentioned week. Eli Rogers. Like this is a guy you want to pick up. I picked him up in all my dynasty leagues I possibly could. He's playing the slot receiver there in Pittsburgh. You know, he was targeted four times in his last game. He caught two of them for seventeen yards. And it looks like right now that he's going to start in the three receiver sets. Ladarius Green goes down. Uh, you know, so right now, Marcus Wheaton, Sammy Coates aren't really showing a whole lot in the preseason games. I know Marcus Wheaton's been out hurt, but at the same time, Sammy Coates has looked like Sammy Coates, just not reliable. He's very, uh, I mean, Sammy Coates, we've kind of uh, talked up because I think he's got huge upside, but he's been very inconsistent, unfortunately, for this um, preseason so far. Yeah, and I mean, I said last week, if you play in the Pittsburgh offense, you have fantasy value. Mm -hmm. And right now, Eli Rogers is somebody that you pick off your waiver wire. If not, if he's not, if somebody else already didn't snag him up, he's he's somebody that you could play. Again, this is like a deep sleeper, but he might have some fantasy value this year. Let's just put it this way: he's getting run with with the first team, you know, breaking camp basically on a team that you they're going to throw the ball a lot. So. It's it's a good it's a good place to it's a great stash yeah, exactly yeah I mean he's hard to be a sleeper where you say hey this is a guy you can start but he is worth consideration the stash because he may get into that category where he could start maybe be a wide receiver four by week filler by week filler Eli sure. Rogers <laughs> young guy five ten one eighty seven he's not overly big but I mean neither is. Uh... Antonio Brown or anything, so it's it's somebody it's a similar frame from what they're they're used to working with. Right. Let's talk about a running back here. Um, I was gonna go um go ahead and talk about R. Kelly, my boy Rob Kelly, <laughs> my boy Robert Kelly. Now this guy is certainly probably on some people's uh, waiver wires, right? Uh, definitely on some people's waiver wires, and you know, obviously with the with the news of Keith Marshall going to IR. Um, Robert Kelly. It's between Robert Kelly and uh, Chris Thompson, basically for the backup role there. And Chris Thompson, though, is more like the third down back. Yeah, he's very. He's. I was gonna say. I was. I was gonna get to that point that they're very different backs. Like Rob, Rob Robert Kelly is probably you know the direct backup to Matt Jones at this point. And with Matt Jones already having a separated shoulder, I mean, I think Robert Kelly has put together a pretty decent showing here in in the preseason to know that he can do it. You know, if if Matt Jones can't isn't isn't able basically yeah i mean he shoulder. got 12 carries in this last preseason game he rushed for 51, 51 yards and yeah. he's a six foot 228 bruiser in between the tackles kind of runner okay matt jones keith, keith marshall's out right matt jones is nursing a shoulder injury so he's hurt and all of a sudden this guy enters backup running back category behind a running back that you and i are both not overly confident in the first place uh, I know rob kelly was getting touted for his blitz pickup which is huge like we talked about earlier with ezekiel elliott right Rob Kelly, they're coming out. Rob Kelly, they're saying, hey, this guy has done a really good job in blitz pickup. This is a guy somebody we could trust. Trust is huge at the running back position. And right now, he's gained that trust. Rob Kelly is a running back that nobody knows right now that might be able to produce. We always know and we always see these backup running backs to come out here and have fantasy value mid to late season. And it might even take an injury for Matt Jones that 
you know, sit on the bench. It might take a couple more fumbles that he's been known to oh, do. Oh yeah, as exactly, well. exactly. He's got some issues. We'll put it that way. Yeah, blitz pickup that could be an issue for Matt Jones. They need somebody out there. They have Chris Thompson who they could rely on in the passing game. But they need somebody that could be, like we said, a between the tackles runner. And Rob Kelly looks right now that he fits that bell. I mean, you're talking about a sleeper that this is a true sleeper right here. I I I own Matt Jones in one league, and um, I didn't. I mean, I don't even have him on my active roster. Um, he's on my taxi squad. But as soon as he got his shoulder separated, I, I literally ran to my waiver wire and picked up Robert Kelly. And now he's on, he's on, my, he's on my active roster because he's not a guy that I drafted or anything. And I'm willing to hold him. I'm willing to hold that guy probably all year. Just, Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have some value at some point during the season. Definitely because and the biggest thing for him, again, like I can't, I can't overemphasize this enough. He's just running. He's behind a not that great of a running back as it is. He's so, definitely not proven. I mean, Matt Jones isn't at all proven. Yeah, I've been I've been anti Matt Jones for a while now. Yeah. I don't think he's a long term answer. Not not saying Rob Kelly's a long term answer, but we're not looking for long term answers. We're looking for answers to get us to the championship game. Everybody's thin at running back. We could all use a little bit of running back help. If Rob Kelly is on your waiver wire, you need to jump on that mm-hmm. and wonder what everybody else is doing. And again, maybe you can acquire Rob Kelly for nothing. You know what I mean? Just trying to make a move on. Hey man, I'm trying to handcuff Matt Jones or hey man. Um, I'm just looking for some kind of possible running back death. I'm desperate. Right. I'll give you a fourth for Rob Kelly. I know you just picked him off your waiver wire. Right. We all know the 17 class is going to be deep, you right. know, but it doesn't play, matter how yeah, deep it is. Play that, yeah, play that angle up and, and see if you can maybe. Yeah, Rob Kelly, jump on it, away. man. I yeah. like Rob Kelly as a sleeper this year. Uh, again, sleeper is somebody you saw. Some, some of these guys, you know, like they were talking about, like Chris Hogan, don't come out of nowhere. James White doesn't come out of nowhere. Rob Kelly, Eli Rogers, sleepers that come out of nowhere. They're basically out of nowhere, yep. Uh, another guy who I have on this list here who does not come out of nowhere, but I still think is a really solid sleeper, and his ADP is like super low right now, and it's Darren Sproles. He's older. He's in Philadelphia. We've mentioned him a couple times here as being sneaky by after signing that one-year contract extension there right, in, in right. New England as well. Uh, I mean, Philadelphia. Ryan Matthews is a quality running back, but he does have that injury bug as well. And Darren Sproles has shown that he's not extremely good at it, but he can, if needed be, run between the tackles if he's called upon, even though he's a smaller back. But if for PPR leagues, I think knowing that what Ryan Matthews is and a guy keep him fresh as well and knowing he's somewhat fragile as well, that Darren Sproles will be utilized in Philadelphia and utilized to the extent where he's going to have fantasy value. Running back to fantasy value, I'd be as high to say this year. At some point, I, I totally agree with that. I'm not sure he's going to be able to maintain running back two all year, but. Here's my feelings about Ryan Matthews. There is, there's going to be a stretch where he misses about four or five games. <laughs> That's just how I feel about it. I mean, I feel like that happens every single year. Like he gets a sprained ankle, it seems like, every single year where he can't play for like three or four weeks. And Darren Sproles is going to be an awesome player during those weeks. I think he's going to have decent value even standalone with Ryan Matthews out there because he's, you know, in PPR at least, because he's going to fill that role. But I think for the weeks that Ryan Matthews is inevitably going to be injured in my mind, Darren Sproles is going to be a really, yeah, really somebody, high end. Player. He's going to be somebody you can fill in there. I mean, he had 55 catches last last year, and then in 14, he only had 40. Before that, he had 71, 75, 86 catches. And again, that's a lot of catches. And with Doug Peterson coming in, and I think they're going to have to use the running back, running game as well. And mm-hmm. I think they signed Sproles to this extension for a reason. I think they're going to play, plan on utilizing him. And to the point where he's going to get above that 65 catch mark this year in 2016, which again, once you break that 65 catch mark as a running back, that's where you really start to gain running back to status for sure. Yes. Right. 
And yeah. I think that's where Darren Sproles is going to enter. Again, not running back one numbers is a sleeper, but a running back two it's still, a, it's still, it's still, yeah. Everyone needs one. I mean, you know, and and if you can get a guy for you know basically nothing, and he's going to be a running back two for you. That's and you great. have him in the wings, even if you just yep. if you only have two running backs, and you need that what bye week filler or just emergency running back. Darren Sproles is somebody who's not going to cost you much. Just look at his ADP; it's down the two hundreds. Yeah, right and, now, and he can make you feel warm and cozy. Yeah, the know? dynasty community right now has no value on Darren Sproles whatsoever. Heck, not even that. The redraft community don't have has, doesn't have any love for Darren Sproles because he's going at the end of the 14th round as well. Mm-hmm. So with the ADP in the 200s, this is a guy that you don't have to give up much whatsoever for. And he's somebody that might be able to come in here and save your league come the end of the year or get you over those injury humps. All right. Should we move on? Yes. To move it. The outlaw? Outlaw. <laughs> so um, obviously um, this is kind of directly tied to Ladarius Green and Heath Miller. But um, our next sleeper is Jesse James, the tight end for the uh, Steelers. Obviously, in the offseason, Heath Miller up and retired. Kind of kind of a, a bit of a surprise. I know that everyone, you know, he didn't have much fantasy value, but um, he was still filling a role there in, in the Steel City. And then Ladarius Green signs. So everyone kind of backburnered Jesse James again. Because he, he looked okay at the end of the year last year in Pittsburgh. I think he definitely did. Him and him him and Ben were starting to form, I think, a little bit of a connection. And definitely for how big, I mean, he's 6'7". He's a huge, he's a huge dude. target. And man. those guys never pan out, and he actually produced at, some, he, at a somewhat level. He's huge. So, I mean, Ladarius Green going to Pup is, obviously, they got to throw the ball to someone, you know, they're in the tight end position. So Jesse James, I think, for me, is a is a pretty decent sleeper at the tight end position. I don't think he's going to be like top three or four, but for a guy that's sitting on somebody's scrap heap, basically, or or you know, if you had him, you, you basically just struck gold in my it's eyes. It's upside there, definitely with the red zone threat that he is. Yeah. Um, you know, Antonio Brown is smaller, so there is. But I'm not saying Antonio Brown's obviously wide receiver number one overall, right? But at the same time, well, they don't have any tall targets there, right? As yes, of right now, exactly. He's the guy that's going to kind of come in there and be that red zone threat. Right. This guy, if he can come away with scoring nine, ten, eleven touchdowns in this high powered offense, he's going to hold value right there. I mean, if the guy can come away, I mean, he's a gamble, but as a tight end too, right there. And if you have no tight ends whatsoever, somebody can go in there and possibly score you a touchdown or two a game that's huge i mean for i mean like i said for a guy that was a complete afterthought about three weeks ago you know to to be a to now being a guy that's a starting tight end on on the pittsburgh steelers i think it's that's pretty pretty decent sleeper and i know we talked about him last year going into the offseason about jesse james hey this is a guy you might want to go pick up because they heath miller obviously is long in the tooth right this is before they traded uh got ladarius green signed ladarius green so now his name is resurfaced again as a potential tight end sleeper there. Uh, Jesse James on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Outlaw. The Renegade. Outlaw. Uh, another tight end on the list. We have a couple tight ends here. We do. I know I mentioned this guy a couple weeks ago. And like I said, a lot of stuff I say comes to fruition. <laughs> and you were not on it whatsoever. And I said, hey, you know, maybe this happens and this happens. And that was, name was Jared Cook in Green Bay. He's a pass-catching tight end. Yes, he is. And he has looked he's had a really good rapport with uh 
Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, him so and Aaron, him and Aaron Rodgers are obviously. I mean, I think they were kind of making a concerted effort to get him involved as well, which is well. He's starting ahead of Richard Rodgers right. already in games. He was targeted five times, caught four of those five targets for fifty-four yards for the Packers in a preseason game, and I mean, he dominated those first team snaps. So again, he is somebody that's going to be in a really high-powered offense. He's already shown he can be a pass-catching tight end, and I'm going to sign up with the guy. Same reason everybody loved Jared Aberderis, you know, Devontae Adams. Everybody go enter this offense. Obviously, Devontae Adams had love coming out of Fresno State because he led to college football and touchdowns. But same thing with Jared Cook here. He's going to be in a high-powered offense. He has Eddie Lacy to take away from uh, defensive players away from him. And then, of course, he has Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. They really open things up for him in Green Bay, which are going to make him, I think he could finish this year as a tight end one. I'm starting to come around on that bandwagon a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, I, I just want to see him do it, you know, before I commit because he's such an up and down player. I just want to see him do it for like a four week stretch, and then I'll be like completely on board. But um, I know that's kind of not what we're supposed to do. But that's yeah. kind of how I feel about him. Um, I'm still not. I guess I, I guess I'm still not convinced. We'll put it that way. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's always suffered from drop issues. Right. Jared Cook as well. So I mean, but him coming in here and catching four or five targets. That helps a lot. I mean, his quarterbacks before in St. Louis, I mean, Tennessee were never really that great. With the, you know, with the Rams, they were never really that great. And now he's coming with Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron, him and Aaron Rodgers can gain a rapport and Rodgers can put it on him where he needs it to be, which is what Rodgers does, again, mm-hmm. this guy's going to have tight end one status. Deep sleeper, it could be had for nothing. Again, if he could be a tight end one, that's, that's great. He's on my sleeper list. I'm glad you're coming around. I'm, I'm starting to come around. Jared Cook. All right. Um, the next guy on our list, also tight end. last, the last tight end on our list, um, is a guy I just kind of wanted to mention. Uh, he's not. I don't think going to be like a tight end one, like like we were talking about with Virgil. I mean, with with Virgil Green, um, with Jared Cook. It, it's Virgil Green. I think he's a guy that's going to be basically. Everyone's been kind of waiting on this guy. Um, I think for a couple of years now. Um, but I think this is the year that that he actually puts it together. It seems like they're making a concerted effort to get him involved in the preseason. And, and now that they're breaking in a brand new quarterback, it seems like they're going to be, they're going to be wanting to throw the tight end. And well, here's the all thing. And here's a good thing about, okay, first of all, green has caught all eight of his targets. Right. So he's catching the ball and he has this rapport with Trevor Simeon because they were both on second team last year. Together. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they have this report because they worked with each other all last year right. they're bench buddies they are bench buddies that are now in the starting lineup so um i think he's going to be like a nice safe comfy blankie for our boy trevor Simeon here at the beginning of the year and the guy is a freak athlete i mean he came in and like destroyed the combine like 40 something vertical he's Dude, running six yeah. five 255 exactly he has he has all the tools but for whatever reason he hasn't been able to put them together but I think this is the year where they actually, where he actually puts it all together, and he he produces as a low end. I mean, a, a high end tight end too, but not you know. I don't think he creeps into low end tight end one, but he might. Um, but for what he was and the name value, I think we can consider him a sleeper because he's he's because he might hold some. He went literally went from being no value over the last five years, like literally no value. Last year was the first year he even broke over hundred yards in a season, and everyone was talking up. Um, um, Jeff Jeff Harriman. So uh, he really has. I mean, his value is very depressed right now. 
but I think he's the guy that they're they're trying to force feed the ball to you a little bit here, um, and and, and kind of get going. So I think that tells me enough that that he's the tight end that they want to be kind of going forward. Yeah, he's worth. He's not somebody you want to go out there and trade for, but it's worth checking your waiver wires for. And if he's on there, snag him, stash him, see. He's a he's definitely a good stash in my eyes. Yeah, just That's to better. see just see where he gets after the first couple of weeks. So yeah. Maybe we'll have some value there. Um, and then let's get to another guy on the list. One of our Two more guys, right? Two, only two more guys, yeah. Let's get to, do you want to do the quarterback or the receiver? Um, let's do the receiver. Let's do the receiver. This is your guy. Um, so, the, uh, yeah, this is another guy that I, I that I wanted to kind of throw in. He's um, Tyrell Williams here for the San Diego Chargers. He's a wide receiver. Um, he's a guy that's just been getting a lot more first-team run, obviously, now that Stevie Brown went down for, for the year on IR. and. He's a, he's the classic type of guy that Philip Rivers likes to throw to. He's he's six foot four. He's really fast. He's over two hundred pounds, um, and and really the past few weeks, um, it seems like he's he's been starting. You know, especially in three wide receiver sets, he's been on the outside. He's got a little run over uh, Travis Benjamin, and he's got here he, and there. he definitely has. And that's a guy that they brought in the off season to kind of be like the number two there. So in my eyes. What that tells me, it reaffirms what I already thought, which is Travis Benjamin's not that good, and Tyrell Williams is probably by the end of the year going to be going to be starting over him, and, and he's going to beat him out at some point in the year. It's also, I mean, Tyrell is six four two oh five. He's right. a monster of a receiver. Exactly. So, and Bill that, Rivers is 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 a good quarterback. It's a pass happy offense. You know, forbid that Keenan Allen goes down again as well. But this is a guy that they seem to like in Tyrell Williams. If Mike McCar- you know, McCoy likes him, if Phillip Rivers likes him, I know he's behind Keenan. I know he's behind Antonio Gates. But this is a guy that might get some targets. He might end up being the third target there within not too long. Of a yeah, just, I, mean, let's, I mean, let's face it. I, I mean, uh, Travis Benjamin, he's a go-long guy. And, you know. Playground, go deep. Go deep, man. Go deep. And, and this, Tyrell, I mean, this Tyrell Williams is going to be the guy that's really filling the gaps there. And, 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 this, and all you think about what I want to say was, like, think about, like, you know, the Malcolm Floyds and all right. those number two receivers there right. in San Diego. They always have been sneaky, like, wide receiver threes. And they're always big, too. That's and they the are thing. always big. And, and those are the kind of guys that Phillip likes to throw to. Like, he, he just chucks it up to those type of guys, and he trusts them. But I, I just, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to have that same mentality with Travis Benjamin, who's a guy you can't throw it up to, man. He's got to be wide, wide open. Which, yeah, he can get past people deep, but I mean, if he's not open, he's not going. Philip Rivers isn't going to have that kind of confidence that he can just throw it up and Travis Benjamin's going to pluck it out of the, out of the air or anything. So, I think Tyrell Tyrell Williams is one of these type of guys, and I think by the end of the year, he's going to surplant traps yeah and like I, said, I, I think malcolm floyd like trying to hope for that kind of ceiling is like your best bet i think so too but he's a guy that i mean not a, n- almost nobody's talking about so I sleeper sleeper there. sleeper alert mm-hmm. and then last guy we we had to pick a quarterback on here mm-hmm. and that quarterback this year is um brock osweiler osweiler could brock osweiler be a sleeper in 2016 can he be the quarterback that you were looking for the guy that comes out and plays well. Well, so far, he has played well. I mean, the guy completed 11 of 13 passes for 146 yards and a touchdown in his preseason uh, warm-up, his tune-up game there. And the coaching staff is really happy with Brock Osweiler out there. And guess what? 
they're building an offense that they're hoping to be dynamic. And this is a team that's ready to take that next step. They get good quarterback play. It's the whole reason they signed him to this big contract. Right. You know, Will Fuller's out there making some plays. Uh, he did have a really horrendous drop, which is... Of course he had a really horrendous drop. He will always have horrendous drops. Right. You know, it's funny, though, like, Will Fuller hasn't been as bad as I we were, like, preaching he's going to be. And Derrick Henry's certainly been way better than we thought he was going to be so far. Well, yeah, I agree. But I will say this about Derrick Henry. Uh, we've always liked Derrick Henry. Our biggest thing against Derrick Henry is his long-term dynasty value. Like, we always thought Derrick Henry's going to come in and have, like, a good year, probably two, but it's that, it's that long-term value, no value in the passing game, even though he just caught a pass as well. It's that long-term He caught value. a pass. Not, let's not get crazy, all right? <laughs> he caught one I'm pass. I'm going crazy, he caught yeah. a pass! Yeah, all right. Um, but Brock, I mean, Brock, I mean, he has, he's got DeAndre Hopkins, which is an asset in itself. He's got Will Fuller there, who's a high first-round pick. They got Braxton Miller there, who's making plays. And, again, they have Lamar Miller. And Lamar Miller is going to help Brock Osweiler in the form of, guess what? Lamar Miller catches passes really well, and he's right. explosive. So there's no – he's going to get a couple of touchdown passes probably from Lamar Miller yeah, as well. Little dump-off passes that he breaks. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that absolutely will affect his value. And the good thing is um, – Brock Osweiler started the preseason looking like crap and kind of progressed every single game. Like, I think he, he actually got, like, outplayed by Tom Savage earlier. Like, in the first preseason game, Tom Savage looked better than Brock Osweiler. And then um, as the preseason kind of progressed, it, it seems that Brock Osweiler also progressed in the system and ended up, you know, looking pretty decent in the third preseason game. So Yeah, I'm not in love with Brock Osweiler, but we need a quarterback sleeper. And those are obviously the hardest ones to pick. I mean, we could throw Simeon in there because I could throw Simeon anywhere because I think Paxton Lynch is going to be the starter after like week four. I mean, I could definitely see that scenario. I'd um, throw Sam Bradford in there. Ugh, but all right. I, I um, think I'd, I'm just saying. I mean, if we're talking about guys like obviously a sleeper's got to be a guy you ex- don't expect to do well, right? That does well. And a lot of these quarterbacks, I think, to be do okay. I mean, you're not going to pick Matt Ryan. You're going to pick Matt Stafford. It's, it, no, it's very hard to pick because. Generally, quarterbacks don't come out of nowhere. I mean, Dak Prescott, maybe, hey, that guy might be a sleeper because he's going to have 10 weeks or so to. And I just can't. We talked about him possibly right, being a sleeper, right. but it's just we can't trust a rookie where, again, I think Sam Bradford now playing with this mindset with Carson Wentz behind him. He wants to get this long term contract somewhere else. Maybe it's in Dallas. Maybe it's in San Francisco. Somewhere, I think Sam Bradford can come out here and have a hell of a year in Doug Peterson's offense. Just like we're talking about DGB, but Jordan Matthews there could really help him. And then with this running game, same thing with Brock. He has a really good offense around him. I mean, maybe RG3 is a crazy year because the Browns defense is going to be so bad. They're going to be chucking the ball up left and right. And they have these really good receivers all of a sudden with Corey Coleman, a big play threat, and Terrell Pryor, who might be a potential sleeper. And then, of course, Josh Josh Gordon, who's the stud muffin. I don't need to be a negative Nelly, but I think you're misreading that whole situation. Nelly. Yeah. Nelly, what are you saying? I think think Robert Griffin III is going to end up getting killed behind that terrible offensive line. And there's going to well, be no nice fantasy value to head at, at all with the Browns this year. So stay away. <laughs> Hard to score when you're a dead man. Exactly. I so. hate the Browns right now. Well, that's it. That's our sleeper episode. That is it. That's God, A year goes by so quickly. Uh, memories. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like we were just playing, like doing our <laughs> start of the season episode from last year. Just like it wasn't that long ago. Uh, it was. It was a year ago, bro. We're going on three years of doing this podcast. It's a long time. Do I get flowers or anything? Or? No, man. Anybody want to send us flowers? <laughs> I meant from you. Listen, listen, you don't have to send us flowers. The best thing you could do to help us out, yeah. and if you enjoy the podcast, is do a couple things here. 
number one thing to do is obviously just go to the website. We have awesome writers, right? Absolutely, man. Dropping knowledge. Knowledge every single day. These guys, these guys put in all this work for you to read for free to help make you be- better dynasty players. Absolutely. I was uh, actually on a, we have a little uh, group message thing going on. We were talking today, getting ready for the season about, you know, what are the weekly articles we're going to do? You know, game recaps, sleepers of the week, waiver wire pickups. They're going to be under every single day in season. Our writers are going to put in the time to make sure that you're benefited throughout the season to make sure no, no player slips through your fingers. So you're there. Obviously we have the podcast. That's the best way to go. But the, the, the website's great, too. Uh, so get on the website every day. We have ADP on there, auction value, rankings, redraft rankings, everything you need to do and know to dominate your dynasty leagues. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, you can get on iTunes, click on rate and review, and leave us a rate and review. It helps the podcast in more ways than we can describe. And plus, Rich just loves reading those. I do love reading them. I look, I look every day to see if there's a new one. <laughs> he really does. There's 219, <laughs> there's 219 of them right now. I, lo- I sure love to get the two twenty. He really, lo- he really loves it, guys. I- I'll-, I'll text Matt. Hey, did you read that new he, review? And he like, really no. does. Sometimes I'm laying in bed, like, go away. And he's like, I don't care what everybody says. And I'm like, I care. <laughs> I like positive feedback. Um, they like me. They really <laughs> they like me. Have somebody finally likes me. <laughs> um, so make sure you get on iTunes and leave us a rating review, so I can enjoy it. And then if it's really good, I'll text Matt about it. Like, hey, did you see John Doe and? BFE wrote, which yep. is awesome, and Matt smells. He often does write in. He does text me about those ones in particular. So, And then, uh, of course, if you want to help the site financially, you can buy the most comfortable, awesome shirt in the world, and that's a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. That's a tri- it's a tri-blend. It's a tri-blend, man, American right. Apparel. Literally the most comfortable shirt you'll ever wear in your entire life. Not only that, you'll get mad high fives. That's pretty much a guarantee. Crazy high fives. It, it's a great shirt to just snuggle in and fall asleep, take a little nappy. Yeah, it's uh, all the above. Yeah, you're amazing. watching football on a Sunday. Yeah, you could be wearing your favorite team's jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares who your favorite team is. People want to know what your favorite dynasty site is. Exactly. You know, they want to see that shirt just drape off your shoulders like it's just what is it? what is that velvet? Mm, that's beautiful. What that's tribland, baby. Come on, Grandpa, get off my velvet. <laughs> You know, Karen, I can't give you any more high fives. I know the shirt's awesome. Come on, calm down over there. Uh, so again, every every shirt we sell, every sh- was it two shirts? Every two shirts we sell pays for the podcast for a month. Hey man, you're the one that says it every week, not me. I don't, I don't, pay, I don't pay attention anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. buy a shirt because it helps the site. Exactly. Everything we do for you is for free, and that's the best way to help back out to it. So honestly, you should do all three. I mean, go that, for the trifecta. Go for the trifecta. Go for the gold. Do um, it all. Obviously, the season's upon us. I'm sure tons of you guys have questions. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site, at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, and we're one week away, people. For the real deal, holy field. Holy field. Hopefully, nobody else gets hurt. Uh, it's probably going to happen. They're starting to drop now. We lost Deion Lewis. We lost Teddy B. We lost Tony Romo. We Liter- lost David Cobb. Literally, all three of those guys are on my team. My one team. Wow. Yep. Well, none of them are me. I'm trying to stay healthy because sometimes it's just half the battle. It, sometimes it is. That's why we need depth. That's what we're here for. 365. I'm not struggling in, in that league that I lost all three of those players, so oh. I guess I have enough depth. Yeah, look at you in your high chair. <laughs> Whatever it is. Pedestal. Let's kick Matt off of the pedestal. But again, we'll be back next week with another episode talking preseason. Preseason week four wrap-up. And getting ready for the season. And really. We'll talk some in-season really, strategy. Really, it's going to be the season tune-up. It's going to be the season tune-up. Vroom, vroom. All right, guys. Until then, we'll be back next week. Later. Vroom, vroom, vroom.
Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.